0: wild world
1: presented by
2: do you know raisin the natural wine app it's a guide to natural wine makers bars restaurants and wine shops all around the world guaranteed 30% natural wine this goes hand in hand with local seasonal and organic food not to mention these are people with a locally sourced mindset so, you're going to find the best spots to eat and drink well, wherever you are in the world, by downloading the app at raisin.digital.
0: And. Disgorgeous, the only wine podcast.
2: Disgorgeous. And. This is Evan Donovan, the owner of Demimond, and I want to thank Wild World for having us as a sponsor. You can come over and check us out at 257 Verrett Street in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Lots of good food, great wines, great coffee. DemiMonBK.com.
0: Hello, hello. Hello,
2: hello. All right, welcome, everybody. This is our first podcast. After this, we're going to have panel discussions and then a classroom. Uh, The first event today, uh, 10-15, is our podcast with... uh, Lou Amdour from uh, Lou Wine and Spirits in Los Angeles is going to interview Marc Grandenon from Paris. Mark is a uh, natural wine journalist, aficionado, and fan from back in the very, very early days in Paris. And we're going to hear about uh, what led to the New York and global domination of natural wine and such things. And He he and Arnaud were both there in the early days before it came to New York, and were part of the segue into New York. And then we'll have panels from uh, sommeliers who are in New York today, and talking about, so it's gonna be kind of a progression all day. Uh, This is the proto-Natchlings. Before there was natural wine, then there'll be the OG, the uh, original, the old uh, New York uh, natural wine scene. People that started it here, and then we'll segue into the current. We'll have uh, classroom with Lou, and anyway, should be fun. So I'll let them get started. Take it away, Lou.
1: So the origins of this panel came from a discussion that Bill Fitch and uh, Byron and I had. Couple of. Uh, discussion that Bill Fitch and Byron Bates and I had a couple months ago about the mists of history, about how if we don't document some of these basic building blocks of uh, the origins of the natural wine movement, uh, we will lose track of them. And uh, as we struggle to grasp uh, what we mean, what we say natural wine, I think it's really essential to understand what we meant and how that's transformed over time. So I'm really excited to have two articulate interlocutors here today uh, who were there at the very beginning to fill us in on uh, some of those blank spaces. Um, And I'm going to start with Mark. Um, Mark, describe the drinking scene in Paris in the late 80s and how you first started, the wine drinking scene, not the gin-drinking scene, but the wine-drinking scene and how you first uh, heard the phrase or the, maybe the proto-phrase uh, of Van Naturel.
3: Uh, there was not really a, a wine-drinking scene on this, that type of wine at the time. It was, it was more people who discovered this wine by the winemakers. People went uh, and some some, some some wine fairs, discovered that type of, of winemakers what's happened to me uh, and discover that type which, of wine. Uh,
1: which wine fairs?
3: Uh, there was the Salon des Caves in, uh, in, uh, in uh, At the time, it was uh, Porte de Champerey. It was, uh, it was a place where you find the worst and, uh, and the best, and, uh, but it was independent independent winemakers. So that some of them was on the line to change uh, the, the way they, 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 they do the wine. So, so this is where I find the people another way to, to, to making wine, and when you when you after that, the goal was to find places where you could drink that type of wine in Paris, and there is quite no at the time, and I think until a really long time it was complex to drink organic wine because we told, we, we tell organic wine at the time of a clean wine or there is no terms there was a, but biologic wine. Uh, was really complex during until uh, until except three or four places uh, i know we're going to talk about after and because it's by the winemakers we discovered the places where we could we could drink the, this type of wine yeah I, that, I don't think there was a clear definition
0: as to what you, you, you some of these wines as, as, uh, as you just said you, they were just different i don't think there was a clear definition as to uh I certainly didn't have an understanding of, of why they were different at the beginning or how they were made. They, my, uh, before I moved to, uh, to New York, um, did my mom was was actually my link, my original link uh, to this because she used to buy uh, wines from Marcel uh, from Marcel Lapierre, and that's and it was just uh, it was just good, you know. And, and I was young enough and crazy enough at the time to uh, to steal some of those bottles uh, unbeknownst
3: to her. But it was, you know, in my case, I was passionate of wine for the, for, for 10 years. And I, with my brother, we traveled a lot everywhere in the vineyard during years, and we didn't, with, with the guide. The guide at the time was Parker, Hachette, and, we, and we, we was not pleased by that. We said, that's shit, that's not the, the wine we want to drink. So when we met... For me, the, 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 the connection was, and it's very pretentious, but it was Henri Rock at the Cave Particulière in '89, And uh, I arrived at that stand, I drink the wine, I say, okay, there is something different. And so the day, uh, the weekend after, we went, we went to see him. At the time, we did, I didn't know who he was. And by him, I discovered Marcel Lapierre the week after. And the rest. So, and, and, uh, and, uh, and that was the beginning of to discover all the, the, the winemakers exist at the time. So it was 10 or 20, but the most famous are Garbneau, uh, Darribaud, uh, Chateau-Saint-Anne, uh, Auvernois, uh, and, and at the time exists the story of uh, Jules Chauvet, that was the, the beginning of the of the legend. And uh, so it's... Uh, and and Binaire, because Binaire was there too, and so it was... You have the first... And uh, the first uh, and courtois, because Courtois was there too, and you have the first line of for the, the, new, the new movement
1: so it sounds like the picture that's slowly coming into focus is the importance, the centrality of a foire or two and you, and also the importance of the tyranny of Robert Parker, who even in France, people were already despairing Espe- about. especially in France yeah. So you have uh, a reaction formation of, about the, from the tyranny of Parker and the, the deadly dull wines that were uh, uh, being forced on our throats then, but then you have uh, a little spark of hope that you begin to discover at Afoir, uh, and.
3: It's not only bef- because of Robert Parker, it was, was because of some the, the reaction against the chemicals in the vineyard was ever, ever, everywhere in the, in the beginning of the 70s. So the people say no, no, but it was is that impossible something? because it was influence on the taste, influence on the ground, and influence. Sure. There were some people say no. It's not. Just, it's not. Not only against parker. It's just. Just. just these wines are not drinkable.
1: I, I think I use that kind of as a compressed emblem for that that whole strategy. But was that uh, chemical driven viticulture first and foremost on your mind, or was that something that was motivating the vigneron uh, that you were discovering then?
3: There was some vigneron react, that, 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 that there was reaction of the vigneron and reaction of the consumer at, at the same time. It was, it was connected. That, that, that's to say that some winemakers say, no, I don't want to do that, because there was some winemakers never did that before, before Jules Chauvet, before the uh, natural winemaker exists for some, forever. So, but uh, the movement was uh, personified by these, these people. But it was, yes, it was the time for the reaction, and the reaction, and there was the winemakers, and there was a consumer fond of, and uh, decided to, to react.
1: Now, I think one thing for a, an American audience is that it's um, completely mysterious, uh, something that's very banal in France, is the delivery of wine to a, a restaurant or a bar au vin by, by the winemakers. By the winemakers. Wine here you are, you, you've slept from Beaujolais and you're not going to go back tonight and you want some place decent to drink and eat and you brought your product and so they're seeking venues for their wine and also a place they want to hang out too.
0: No, exactly. And just like in, in what is, we're going to talk about later and what happened in the U.S., I think there were some, besides what Mark was saying about certain uh, vigneron, there were some key figures that said, well... We, we, need a a yeah. we need a place to hang out, and we need a place. And there were key guys, François Morel and, and the likes, who said, "Well, we need a place. Let's let's do it." Uh, and, and, and so Pierre Bernard Vanteni uh, and François Morel was, was, yeah. was, was, was
3: two, two, two key guys saying, uh, "We want this wine in, in a in a, in, a, in a restaurant in our bar."
1: And the restaurants are or were
3: that there was, the, the, we can say the first one was the Café La Nouvelle Mairie with Bernard Fontenier in '85, uh, which that, I that's believe- historically the first one. But, but I'm sure there were some, some others. But uh, Les and after the, Les En Bernard Pontnier after the Café La Nouvelle Mairie, go Les En Vierge. There was Les Amboins in '88. Les Amboins was an ex two-star chef. Uh, had uh, half, of, half of his wine list was, was natural, organic, uh, that type of wine. Le Baratin. And, uh, and Le Baratin. So Le you had, uh, at the end of the 80s, you had four or five uh, restaurants uh, who delivered that type of wine and became very, very famous and popular. And created the club because it was a club, was, was really uh, at the beginning.
1: So how did it go from club? to this nascent movement because it's a club to me is clubby where it's inclusive and you exclude and it was a bit like that at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, so if you were a, an innocent, uh, wine drinker in Paris in, in 1989 or 1990, uh, would it just be through serendipity that you might discover, or were people already beginning to talk, and there were publications saying, hey, there's these interesting wines you might want to put in your mouth?
3: The publication, official publication, was completely against the movement. You know, France. Also, we were the enemy. It was all doing, everybody spit on us when we offered that. type of wine and say, what's that type of wine? It's shit, it's vinegar, it's impossible to age, it's bubbling, it's, it's, it's not wine. It was yeah. During ten years, it was it was really uh, like uh, it's proselytism. We we, we we convert people, we, and one convert, and then another, and another convert, and another convert, and became a, a, quite a large community of people who I who agree and that that, that that new taste. But yeah, there was, was no that, no supporting that, that's press. The taste of what they like.
0: No supporting press at the time. Quite to the contrary.
3: Uh, exactly the end. The, the, was... No no. All the press was against. Still, still no. Uh, Michel Betan is uh, the biggest enemy of natural Think wine at the, at the time. You know, it's a, it's a
0: yeah, it's actually funny to see uh, positive things now. Some, every once in a while, uh, being published in Revue des Vins de France because it's it's a very it's They all loved it.
3: Today uh, they all loved it. They all turn the shirt. You say that? Uh, Change their mind, by God, and uh, realize and. It was, it was really paradoxal because in the beginning of the 90s, uh, Domaine Roman de Conti was taken by Henri Roch and Henri Roque was his first brother was Marcel Lacharre. So, sorry. So Domaine Roman de Conti be, be, became natural in in, in in 91, and nobody knows that. And everybody nobody says Roman de Conti is that. fantastic yeah. because it's the most expensive wine in sure. the world, and it was a natural uh, wine. So, but they never
1: tell it. Cannot age and is, is vinegar. So, uh, yeah. it it's impossible. <laughs>
3: yeah. But it's, it's uh, and that was the beginning of the movement, and because of by the top, you know, Bruman et Conti and Domaine Prioré Rock, because it's, they do a lot with Marcel, because it was really.
0: And uh, then eventually Domaine Leroy. Uh, no.
3: uh, it was Marcel and Henri worked together. Uh, for, and, and they had
1: a family connection?
3: No. No, no, they, no, 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 friendship.
1: Just friendship. Yeah, just
3: friendship, yeah. But my, my, I write at the time, I say, because you know in Burgundy they're very proud of where they come from. They think they're the, the king of the world in wine. And so I write it in the middle of the, at the end of the 90s, it's, it's a Beaujolais changed Burgundy and not Burgundy changed the Beaujolais. Today. It's uh, all the top, the men are on the other, a new technique come from Beaujolais.
1: Fundamentally influenced. Yeah. yeah. And the, the great you
0: agree me? Yeah, no, I agree, I agree. <laughs> there, I think, as you say, Romani Conti, then eventually Laloubise.
3: Uh, yeah, Laloubise la, la I mean, is much more complex. And, but
0: I mean,
3: <laughs> and, and Claude uh, Domaine Leflev. Yeah, uh, uh, and, and Claude, yeah, Claude, the arrival oh, of the biodynamic yeah. was, was, was very big. So, and Claude was the leader in Burgundy. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're much older than
0: me, so you remember these things. Uh, much better than, than <laughs> I do, uh, but, but it's, it's true that there was, even if you were not aware that the technique had changed and, and that some practices had changed, you can absolutely tell that the wines were were, were different. I, I, don't, I don't like all the the terms that are necessarily being used of vin vivant and, and natural wine and et cetera, and that's another conversation,
3: but yeah. there well, was Good wine, bad wine. Exactly. Good wine is natural exactly. and bad wine is chemical. Exactly. <laughs>
0: and and there was a fundamental something that just changed and, and, and it was and it was obvious um but it you know just like anything that that starts like this without the help of the press without any commercial help it took it took a while it took a while for it to uh, to spread
3: and again uh Quite fast, because in five years now, it was beginning in Beaujolais, five years after, uh, or ten years after, we was in Loire Valley, we, with uh, coming back Thierry Puzla and Chaussard, and, uh, and it was beginning in, in, in Loire Valley, and all the uh, Loire Valley was spread with Thierry Puzla, with his friendship, Languedoc Poussin began with Foulard Rouge, and things like that. It was fast. But in, 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 in 12 years, the, the movement uh, spread everywhere in, 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 in France.
1: I'm, I'm trying to understand. The mechanics of that and at one backdrop question is you were uh, describing this constellation of first generation yeah. vigneron who were operating in this idiom how how did they know each other and how did they recognize because uh, i know in, in france winemaking is exceptionally regional and you may really only know the wines of your region uh, and and then you're quite startled to discover that there's someone working in the same idiom that you are um, bef- without any press, without social media, without really the web, or uh, well, the primitive web. Um, so you described a few vignerons, uh, uh, Claude Courtois, uh, 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 La Pierre, uh, Darribaud. Uh, how did they recognize each other as doing something that was that, that but, they
3: but, wanted to do. Uh, first of all, I was reading Jules there at the beginning and uh, uh, based on, on the common lecture, and so uh, there was no social network at the time, but, but they, they talked together because there was friends, and they, 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 they recognized there was, And for the South, there was one chef called Alain Chapelle, and Chapelle was the guy who, who unified Jura, Beaujolais, and North Rhone. And, That's really and, important. And, and, and with that. that, all the rest came. No, and, and
0: you know we were talking about these places, Le Baratin, etc. No, no, but I say that before Le Baratin. But, yeah, but yeah. in the place before, I think these places also became instrumental in, in, even for Vigneron, of saying, "Well, have you tried this? What this guy is making?" And and, and, and at the time, there was also which still exists thankfully. Um, the because it was so new and experimental of like sharing a, a ex, not only Bouchaouray but also amongst them of like saying well have you tried this and this this happened and and, and this to this day there's guy you know you can you're a young winemaker and you can you can call a Thierry Puzlin and say look I have this problem. Help. Hell, yeah. it happened to us with, with Laurent Sayard a couple of years ago uh, during a, a, the fermentation where, where s- we, Laurent, encountered something that, that on Gamay that, that never happened before to him. And, and, and I said, well, maybe we should call somebody. And so we called Thierry, and Thierry said, well, you know, why don't you call, call Foyard, call Jean now. And Jean didn't have an immediate answer, and we sent a sample to the lab, and then we sent it to Jean. And within 24 hours, we, he's like... You should do this, 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 and this. This is what this is. Thank you
3: very much. Okay, you well, know, and, the immediate uh, solidarity between all the all the on that line from the beginning, and that was the idea. And the idea of what Marcel did every year was uh, 14 juillet, Le Cochon, He did very big events, or all the people are into that. World came two times a year or three times a year in uh, in villiers Morgan. To to, to share because it was uh, during two days. uh, Let's uh, not forget that part of it. Yeah, drinking, drinking buddies. Drinking buddies. uh, But it was it was uh, fundamental. It was fundamental. It was 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 the place to be if you was in that that movement.
1: So La Pierre would host these soirees. Yeah, organize, (laughs) organize, soiree. uh, And
3: every time you stopped by, you you could have that. could be every it's not only the, the official one but you had a,
1: you had party like that every week and and where was this at a at a restaurant or at no, his no, no no at his uh, at his home at his home yeah so just generosity yeah. and
3: yeah share generosity and create a movement and create with with special philosophy and, and promote wine they they love promote promote Jura they, they they did a lot of work on promoting Jura at the time uh, in France, uh, the, 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 the French don't know Jura and at the time the French hates Beaujolais, so, so and uh, still do. I
1: think it's getting, it's, it's getting better. It's getting better. Yeah, yeah. But there was yeah. this
0: terrible, yeah. terrible image in Beaujolais. you know, right. terrible, 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 for obvious, for obvious reason. And, and I think the first really because a w- Beaujolais nouveau, yeah, yeah, exactly. The, yeah. the first well-known use of of, of, of I mean. synthetic, synthetic yeast and Flavorings of uh, banana <laughs> was
3: in reaction to Beaujolais and to guys like Georges Duboeuf. Uh, well, the battle uh, anti yeast, really, the, the first was and, uh, no yeast, no added yeast. So it's uh, the, 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 the battle began there. That's uh, the first enemy was added yeast for, for Marcel, and after all, all the rest, better uh, and Gilles Traupé, But yeah, it's uh, the, the image of Beaujolais was really bad. The image of Jouard was. Not bad. Non existent Non, non-, 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 non- existence. Because people say, "What's that type of wine?" What's that type of taste? Touraine
0: had a very bad image too. All the gamay Touraine, etc. At the time, it's like it was. The, you found these wines very easily in, in being poured in Paris because they were cheap. They were, yeah. they were horrible, horrible. so, so Touraine T- T- had a terrible image terrible. as well. Anjou was known for
3: sweet wines and nothing else. Yeah, Clau- uh, Clau- 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 uh, Rougeard, yeah. So uh, uh, Champigny. One exception, uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, some exception, but not not a lot. Now and Parker said, "I hate Loire Valley wine, and I hate, and I don't drink Burgundy wine." So it's, it's, it's And Parker at the time was was really 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 powerful, and uh, and uh, so uh, it was complex. And you no know, in France, the movement exists because in France we are as we a country for the same, well, everybody. No wine. So you're born with uh, the, uh, the the knowledge of wine in your blood. That's what I think. Allegedly. <laughs> and so that it's very complex to to, to convert uh, people to, to a new, new
0: make, way which of. makes the French the worst wine customers you could possibly have. Exactly. Because because they come in and they're like. I was born ever. with that gene. I no, know. when I in, in Los I
1: Angeles, know. when I have uh, middle-aged French customers visiting from overseas, and they they want they want, want to take a bottle of wine, and and he, what are you having tonight? And they'll explain. And I'm like, of course, uh, a, a bottle of Morgon would be a good pairing. So I'll suggest it because I know they only want French wine, and consistently, no, I I, I don't drink Beaujolais, and I, it makes me very sad to hear that that they're not open to experiencing these wines, but yeah, I'm not gonna, it's not my job to no, be Mr. Buzzkill. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, a, a couple of questions I had. Uh, one is uh, the centrality of Jules Chauvet. It, he's well understood as being really, really central to the development of what today we call Van Naturel. How did he, you mentioned lectures that he gave. Uh, he, the book. He, the book, he, the book. Yeah. and so people had read the book. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, and so they and and some I know that uh, Foyard knew knew him and and uh, and Lapierre knew him. Uh, Lapierre before
3: Foyard. Lapierre, exactly, yeah, exactly. Foyard. Yeah. Uh, and Jack Néoport. Uh, uh, so yes, there was uh, the, the, the 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 parole was spread by Néoport and Marcel was the two uh, and Pierre Benoit. Overmont uh, too,
1: also yeah. also knew Chauvet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh,
3: Chauvet died in the end of the... Uh, 79? Uh, 80s. Okay. So, was uh, yeah, uh, Philippe Akelet uh, walked with Jules Chauvet at the end of the 80s before going to Prior Rock.
1: So, just a little bit of backdrop about Chauvet. Um, for those of us who are natural wine lovers, he's uh, a, a bit of a comic book superhero in that he established the centrality of of wild yeast fermentation and what to do or actually what not to do if you want to foreground that in your wine. And so if you are making industrial wine, of course, you're going to add uh, sulfites because you want an inert must. And then you're going to inoculate because it's all about command and control. And for Chauvet, he's... His, his concern was that if you want a wine to be most expressive of the soils in which it grows and the sensibility of the region and where it 's from um, you're not loading up your vineyards with crap uh, because all of that suppresses uh, the wild yeasts that come from the soil and are uh, aerosolized yeah. by, by bugs and the wind and uh, and so anything you're doing in the, in the, in the vineyard that suppresses that
3: Influencing them, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah.
1: So that—that's—that's that's in a nutshell. I think the, the 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 one panel cartoon of Chauvet.
0: You know, one, one aspect I think of of Chauvet that's overlooked very often is everybody knows he was a chem, chemist and Biology great understanding biologist, etc. Uh, et of chemistry, he wasn't such a great winemaker, but but Chauvet drinkable. That that. that A lot of people don't know was an absolutely at an incredible nose incredible and wrote absolutely incredibly detailed um, notes about the wines he was drinking like his his power of analysis of on on tasting was absolutely incredible and he kept like very 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 detailed logs that that really help because again, it was it was very experimental, you know. I, I think we all remember things that re-fermented, things that there was a lot of reduction at the time. There was a lot of there was a lot of volatile acidity. There were there were a lot of a lot of issues, and and Chauvet was instrumental in in, in documenting this and 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 tr- and trying to to get the process to to actually work through his background as a biologist. As a chemist, but again, his, his power of, of tasting was absolutely incredible.
1: And I, I fear maybe we're losing some of that acuity today because we're losing the ability to articulate with that constrained lexicon of smells and flavors. Uh, it, 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 if you ask someone, What's this wine look like? The, the, the phrase it's delicious. Uh, is, that's, that's is, good. is as much as we can say. But I, I, hearing hearing what you're what you're saying about Chauvet and his meticulous analytical notes, um, it's almost like we're afraid to put words to what we're tasting today because it's considered sort of the mark of a bourgeois wine drinker. Like, oh, I smell no, notes redolent of cedar chest and and uh, well, a specific
3: language for for, for Chauvet wasn't yeah. another language. Our people do, do take lessons to. To, 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 to learn how to, to describe wine and uh, raspberry, uh, caudaly uh, ritual faction, and all that. You can learn how to judge a wine, a wine that, that was a classic way. Chau Chauvet did exactly the opposite and put a different name on it.
1: And I know also Chauvet uh, was very interested in the work of Parfumier, uh, and he would actually study with and learn from them, and uh, it was... I, I think it's something we today we kind of play. Pay. Fertilizer? You you're Pardon me? Interesting. I didn't
3: understand. Fumier, uh, parfumier. Ah, uh, uh, perfume. Uh, yes.
1: Okay. Uh, and so he was very interested in perfume production, yeah. and actually he would study. And, and I know every year he would go work with uh, perfume producers in, in Grasse, yeah. yeah. In the
3: south and of France. Yeah. Uh, it was a nose. Yeah. Yes. Well, and said, um, it's a nose.
1: Yeah. And I, I think that. Being articulate, we, we talk, we focus so much about what we put in our mouths without being articulate about what we're putting in our noses as well. Of course, there's a reciprocal relationship. But the very idea that you might be saying something a little bit more about this is delicious or it smells like strawberries uh, is, is a profound Our thing.
0: receptors in our mouth do a very poor job of recognizing uh, different things. I mean, uh, uh, one of the first things you learn uh, as a young commis uh, sommelier is that the mouth should only be there to confirm uh, what effectively the identification of of particular things it 's about eighty five percent of uh, with the, the the receptors in the mouth are maybe bring the pleasure but but other than that, uh, they, they do a very poor job at identifying uh, what's what 's in it uh, and I agree with you that, that I think that it 's something that we 're losing and it 's something that's that 's important being able to uh, and not for not necessarily for the average uh, uh, Consumer, but but for the people that work in the industry, it's it's uh, it's very important to be able to uh, differentiate between all these uh, different flavors, uh, and and to put to be able to put a name to it, uh, and, and it's something that only comes to through tasting a lot uh, and different things from de- de- many different regions, and and it's something that you're. That you have to practice, and it's something that you don't necessarily have forever. I, I've been removed from the industry for for eleven years, and 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 now when I when I go back, it took me a it took me a minute to uh, to practice this all over again. And as I'm a little more involved now in the uh, in
3: the making side of it than than I was before. When people ask me oh, 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 what you have to do to, to discover that type of wine, I say oh, the only, only one thing: drink, 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 drink every day, drink, because there is no other way. And drink and make your own own, own uh, palate and own uh, your own geo uh, uh, geography, and put, put, and when you know it, you, you know where, where 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 it works. Sometimes you don't have you don't have the name, you don't, you can express it, but you have it. So it's, and you can share it, without, without, without words. So it's, uh, so that, that came from, is, for wine, is it, is it good or not? That, that you like it, and after you can explain it. But when when, when uh, wine needs too much explanation, I think it's not a good wine. So, so uh, when you, you're forced to explain more, that, 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 that must be immediate, you know, when a uh, wine is good, it's good, you know.
1: One last thing I, I want to understand is we talked about the importance of a foire of a foie, uh, to discovery of natural wine, and of course, one it's not really quite a foire, but la di
3: di arrived later. Later. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: so how, when, when is the first div? Uh,
3: we, we was a 10 years last year Cerebron- so, uh, so it was uh, 2000, uh, 2006. No? Sorry.
0: No, no, no. First, well, the first one was at the, was the Breton before I moved yeah, to. Uh, yeah, in Bourgueil, yeah, yeah. It was 1999.
3: It was 1999? 1999. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was there too. Uh, 1999, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's Pierre Breton organized. The first one was only Loire Valley producers. Second year, they invite guests. So every, every Loire Valley uh, producer invites uh, a producer from another region. That was in Bulgaria. after they moved in Montsoreau. Uh, for the uh, so yes, it, it was the first big event, uh, big fair, specially dedicated to that type of work.
1: Yes, in in my mind, I think of it as um, really a, an essential moment where you 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 realize you might have a critical audience to put even can contemplate putting on such an event, and I. Uh, it, it seems to be something essential to the growth of the idea of natural wine, taking it beyond the sort of cozy club of and, the, and drinkers who knew uh, and maybe even personally knew a vigneron, uh, but taking it outside of that small group and exposing it to others and publicizing it, and then creating a bit of not quite a Burning Man, but creating a, a, an event that people wanted to come to because it was exciting. That was and, a deep, yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. And uh, after the after free, free edition of L'ADIV, the Renaissance appears uh, with a biodynamic uh, club and, uh, and uh, it was a, and after uh, other off and so uh, yeah, the, the, the beginning was, was, was L'ADIV and uh, spread everywhere.
0: No, that's also, I think, the, the, the time when... when uh they, they, as, as we talked about earlier, there were a core group that were instrumental in Beaujolais in the Loire, but it's also the beginning of people realizing that it's it's spreading and it's spreading to other places. That there are people in the south that are working that way. That there are people in, interested in working that way in in, in other uh, in
3: Italy, in, 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 in and even in,
0: in, Spain, there in are, Spain. There are a couple Italy, of there are a couple that of guys. Was, yeah. Uh, yeah, and and that's the reality. When, when they start inviting people from the outside, that's when. Both the consumers and other vignerons are starting to realize that this is, this is growing and it's growing exponentially and quickly. There's a uh, slow
3: food movement in Italy, bring, uh, was really important in the wine side too. Who's so, this? The slow food movement will begin in Italy. It sure. uh, so, uh, was really important in Italy for that. There appears of Gavner, there appears of the. They're all the same, though at the same time, the movement appears here.
1: Slowly, the. Picture starts to come into focus. I think. Thank you very much for having this conversation with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. More to come.